0: Hello, and le- welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Monday, September 12th, 2022. I'm Mike Chopley. Hello, How- beginning of another week, beginning of another fun-filled week. I hope everyone had a really good weekend. I hope you guys are having uh, good weekends as summer winds down. Uh, a lot to talk about. There's a lot on my plate that I want to get to. Um, and, uh, as people start to fill in the room, we can, once again, if you want to talk about anything you want, you can call in, um, and talk about whatever is on your mind. If there's something fun that happened over the weekend, or if you want to talk about any issue, whether it may be, if have been watching the, uh, the, uh, Queen stuff that's going on in England, um, I believe next Monday is the big, is the big funeral, and there's some talk about whether Trump's going to be invited or not, we'll talk about that, um, uh Fauci keeps opening in his mouth his mouth, talking about how we need boosters every two months now. Uh, let's see what else is going on. Uh, you know, I, I really wanted to start talking about John Fetterman, too, because if, if anybody has watched him, and this is not make once again, I've I've talked about this before. This is this is not making fun of the guy. He he simply can't talk. He has trouble speaking. Um, I mean, and and it's it's stuff like thank you, come here, we went oh, there for, that's the way he talks. You know, I mean, this is a, a hundred times worse than Joe Biden. Um, yes, he had a recent stroke. I asked a friend of mine who, who's in the Democratic Party in Arizona, I said, why didn't they just run somebody else? And he reminded me, it happened like a week or two before the primary, that there's nothing they could do about it. It was too late. They couldn't run anyone else. Um, But the, the fact of the matter is, Even the Washington Post, we know the Democrat-owned Washington Post. The DNC-owned Washington Post said this guy needs to do something. He needs to show his doctor's records. He needs to show he's going to improve. He needs to prove it. He needs to debate. He needs to do a lot of things to prove he deserves a six-year Senate term. It's six years. You know, you might even be able to overlook a little bit if it was Congress and it was just two years, right? But this is six years. So you're giving someone a six-year job at about a quarter million a year, OK, so what is that? A million and a half. You, it's 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 a, one of a 100 It's the United States Senate. And it's not fair for one guy who's not going to serve more than a few months or a year to be running and win. And then it can be replaced by whoever, you know, the governor wants. It does It's 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 silly. That's not the will of the people. This is supposed to be a six year term, not a six month or one year term. So the guy really needs to show something. He needs to show some proof that he's going to improve rapidly, that there is definitely going to be improvement if one can prove such a thing, if a doctor can even say such a thing. And he needs to debate. I mean, we're, we're less than two, what are we, 55 days out now. We, he needs to debate Oz. It needs to be a normal debate, and there should be at least three of them, Okay. You know, I just spoke last week about my friend, Stu Starkey, who ran, who hadn't seen in 16 years, and we got together, and he had run against McCain in 2004. He had no shot. He lost like 75-25. He knew he was going to lose 75-25. McCain still gave him debates, okay? John McCain gave a Democrat who had no chance of beating him debates because the process is important. Fetterman needs to give Oz debates, and it's a tight, single-digit race. He needs to give him debates. And if he can't debate, he needs to drop out. I'm sorry. If he can't debate, he needs to uh, drop out. That's just fair at this point. But it seems as though Pennsylvanians, once again, this is like the cult of the party, the cult of the two-party system. Pennsylvanians don't seem to care that he can't speak. They just don't want to vote for, they don't want to vote for the Republican. They don't want to vote for the Trump Republican, okay? Dr. Oz. The Trump Republican, who was friends with Oprah his entire life, they they don't want to, they just don't want to vote for him, so they'll vote for a guy who dribble. Literally, a guy could sit there and dribble, and and they'll he'll win. Now, is that doesn't that prove to you? Yeah, yeah. Over says that they, they might want to just you know that they want people who can't debate, but the problem is, doesn't that prove to you the two party system is screwed up? That is fucked up. That it's a cult. So it's, it's a party. It's it's a it's a cult. It's a cultish thing that no matter who's running, you know, and they say it too. Don't they say it? The Republicans don't have a saying for it. The Democrats do because I believe the Democrats are worse. They have actually a saying it's vote blue, no matter who, right? That's a saying they have. That is a saying of a, of a mindless cult of a hypnotized cult vote blue, no matter who. So that would mean no matter if it's Hitler, no matter if it's Stalin It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter who it is. Vote for them if they have a D next to their name, even if they're a guy who can't put two words together. So this is the cult of the party system. This is the cult of the two-party system. When it's obvious to everyone who watches that this guy is just not ready for anything, he's not ready for a regular job. This guy, if he was just a regular person, who wasn't in politics, would not be ready for any kind of job. He needs to rehab and get better before he goes into the workforce. And this would be working at McDonald's or, or a car wash. And he wants to be a senator. And it's just not right. It's just not fair. And they can twist it all they want. Because, you know, Democrats like to twist things. They don't want to talk about the real issues. So they'll say Dr. Oz is a doctor making fun of people. He's not making fun of anybody. He's simply saying the guy needs to be able to debate. The guy needs to be able to show Pennsylvanians where he is on things. Now, I've never liked Federman, even 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 pre-stroke Federman. I didn't like. I don't like his going over the top with his regular guy shtick with a jogging pants. I know a big reason why he wears those 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 loose fitting jogging pants and sweatsuits suits because he's heavy, and it, you you don't see the, the full force of his weight. You will if he wears tight suits. That's the problem. with A lot of these guys who are overweight in politics and they wear these suits and it doesn't look good like Chris Christie. So you wear these jogging pants and stuff and it doesn't look as bad. But it's also this whole thing about I'm a regular guy. Look, I don't wear a tie. It gets a little grating after a while. Uh, so I, I don't know if I believe it. You know, I know the guy didn't do much until he was about 50 and he was a mayor, I believe, of a town of about 1200, which is nothing. A less than Pete Buttigieg. So I, the, the qualifications are, they say Oz isn't qualified. Well, neither is Fetterman really then, really. I mean, you could say Oz is not qualified. I don't know if he became a doctor. Then he became a successful, successful doctor. Then he became a successful TV personality. Does that make you qualified to be a politician these days? I'd say it does. Who else was in politics? Al Franken. What did Barack Obama do before he became president of the United States? He was senator for one term, right? What do you do before that? Community organizers. So you, you can come at politics from a lot of different ways. You know. In fact, the Democrats are always talking about, oh, regular people running, regular people who aren't lifetime politicians. Well, Fetterman is, if anything, a lifetime, if he's a lifetime anything, he's a lifetime politician. Oz is not. Okay? He's a doctor and then he was a TV personality. He's not a lifetime politician. And Democrats are always saying that. We don't want a lifetime politicians. lifetime. And then the guy comes around and he's not a lifetime politician, they say he's not qualified. You see, you can't win with the cult. You just can't – you present facts, evidence, logic, and you simply can't win with the cult. You can't. They will vote for the guy with the D next to their name. God forbid they should vote for any Republican or any Republican that's even – forget about being endorsed by Trump. If you ever were near him, if you have a photograph with him, uh, if you don't have Trump derangement syndrome, then you're a Trumper, and they'll never vote for you. So that's what we're dealing with, and that's what Joe Biden – has tied into, right? That's what Joe, Joe Biden's trying to plug into that TDS. He's trying to plug into to, to a craziness and bring out the craziness and bring out the crazies to vote against the Trump candidates. That's what he's trying, that's what he tried to do with that speech. He wants to bring out the lunatics to vote for Democrats. That's the whole point. It's, a, it's almost like you're like going into an insane asylum and, and egging these people on, right? You're trying to get them riled up. So whatever it may be, whatever it may be that, they, that gets them riled up, right? You do that to get them going crazy. You do that to, to, to push their buttons. And that's what he's doing with people with Trump arrangements. He's trying to push their buttons and get them out to the polls in larger numbers than they otherwise may have come out in a midterm election, which, of course, is not as sexy as a presidential election. But what I don't understand And I'll play the clip again. I love playing DeSantis clips because I have a different kind of derangement syndrome. I have desant I have DDS. No, not doctor of dental surgery. DeSantis. I love the guy so much that I have to play everything that he does. But it was the thing where a reporter said, Charlie, Chris said, you're a dictator or something like that. And he went on to say, well, okay, so. How about locking everyone down? How about forcing people to get that? Is that, is that not dictatorial? We, we did the opposite of that here. So, you know, trying to prove that Charlie Chris is full of shit. And that's what, he need, that's what every Republican needs to do. Why isn't every Republican following DeSantis' lead? Follow DeSantis' lead. He's showing you how to win. Tell the voters that Republicans are the ones who, by and large, kept everything open. They're the ones that wanted your kids in school. Democrats wanted your kids out of school. Democrats wanted to retard your, your children's learning process. They tried their hardest for two years to do that, and they've done it in a lot of places. Democrats are the ones that forced you to get a medical procedure that doesn't even work in order to keep your job. Why aren't Republicans running in every race, large or small, talking about this? I don't, I don't understand it. I know they're not because I watch Fox all the time, and every Republican that comes on there that's running never talks about that. They never talk about COVID. They never talk about the lockdowns, never talk about the school closures. They talk about like the economy. I get it. But this is greater than the economy. The economy is always an issue. It's always an issue. It's never good enough. I get it. I understand talking about the economy. But this COVID thing is a very special thing that happened over the last two and a half years that Republicans should be running on. It's a huge victory for Republicans and a huge defeat for Democrats. We now know that. We have evidence. We have facts that we know this. We know school closures were wrong and bad. We know that lockdowns were wrong and bad. We know forced vaccinations were wrong and bad. And we know which party pushed them and which party didn't. Why the Republicans aren't talking about this is boggling my mind. It's almost as though they don't want to win. It's almost as though they don't want to win. To me, this is easy. And DeSantis proves this all the time. He's constantly talking about these things. He's giving them a roadmap, a blueprint on how to win in November, and they're not taking it. I don't get why they're not taking it. It's driving me crazy. Maybe it won't matter in the end anyway, but I can't see why they're not pushing this. When you're on the right side, it's like you're on the wrong side and pretending you're on the right side, like Democrats with the school closures trying to twist change history. The Republicans know they're on the right side. Just do what DeSantis is doing. There's a reason why he's going to win by... However, made 20 points. Do what he's doing and you'll win. Uwe, how are you today, my friend?
1: Another glorious day in the empire. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, just some numbers for you um, why they don't get it, right? Uh, the economy is never going to work with a $2 trillion drain every year going into the military. It's just not meant to work. It's not meant to make sense. It's meant to make us poor, make the people who are in charge and in power get rich. So you're right, they don't want to win, but they already are winning the money game. And they look at us like we're suckers, thinking that we care about, you know, what's good and right versus right. wanting to make more dollars for ourselves. Right. So uh unfortunately if we were to stop the military industrial complex and again i'm I'm very anti-war always will be but if the military industrial complex were to end then i think they said a third of the southern states economies would just disappear overnight all the weapons manufacturing and everything like that would put a third of the people out of jobs so they have that pressure too, from literally people that are working in the military industrial complex believe if the war ends, their jobs and theirs will be destroyed so right. it's it's a very interesting predicament to be a southern congressman, especially like Arizona. um They have a lot of military industrial complex as well. They build um a couple of helicopters out there and uh, I just i can 't imagine what those people the Congress people and the senators, like when they 're faced with that type of crowd, um, what do you even say to those people <laughs> if you want to end the war or something
0: or well, actually a lot of these people who have won their primaries, I believe ninety two percent of trump support candidates won, so most of them the overwhelming majority of people running in general elections are trump supported candidates, okay. It's so easy when you have support from someone like Donald Trump. Now, I've talked about his mistakes with COVID, you know, with with not being stronger against the things the Democrats wanted to do by by putting Fauci front and center, not Atlas, blah, blah, blah. But Trump was not for lockdown. Trump was not for school closures. It's just the opposite. Trump was never going to be for mandated vaccines. Trump was never for masks. Trump was on the right side of a lot of these things that Democratic governors were on the wrong side of. I don't get it if you're a Trump-endorsed candidate why you're not pushing why you're not pushing the Democrats' total COVID failure. I mean, the biggest issue of this decade. And you're running now. You're running in the... These are the first people running after we know how much the Democrats fucked up and how wrong they were. And they'd rather talk about... See, the problem is a lot of them would rather talk about Trump uh, really won the election. It was stolen. Enough of that already. You. You. Really, enough of that. People are over that. Okay, people are tired of hearing that people don't wake up in the morning thinking, oh, my God, you know, Trump was robbed two years ago. It's over. Stop talking about that. You know, and I know that's what a lot. I know that's what Trump wants a lot of them to talk about. I get it. He wants them to be his mouthpiece while he's not in the Oval Office, while he doesn't have the bully puppet right now. He wants them, the people who he's chosen to run, to be his mouthpiece for what happened in 2020. But that's not going to win the elections. In fact, that's going to turn. Some people off it can turn a lot of independence off. Talk about COVID. You got to talk about COVID.
1: So um, I'm sorry. I don't know if you caught the first. I said they can't because after um, Operation Warp Speed, Big Pharma is now about one-tenth the size of the military industrial complex.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know they are.
1: So yeah. basically the pressure that, that was my ultimate point with bringing up the military is that Pharma now has um, basically just one tenth the size of the poll that the military has now, so they can't ruffle those feathers. Nobody ever is going to if they put a DRR on their name.
0: Well, look, the, the fact of the matter is, big pharma is definitely part of it. Big pharma is definitely part of it when it comes to the vaccines. And Re- Republicans definitely have not been strong enough in fighting against these constant push for constant vaccine push and, and booster push and forever vaccinations. And you're right. Big Pharma being in the pockets of Big Pharma. Both parties are that could be big. That could be part of it. Um, but, but it's, my, it's important to remember that the influence
1: that they have just increased tenfold in the last 10 years. That right. That's the main point as to why they're not pushing any health issues. Why they're not calling for Fauci to be arrested, and everything else you mentioned?
0: Well, some are. I mean, Rand Paul is. Rand Paul has been for the last two years, right? He's been he's been pretty much saying Fauci should be arrested. He certainly thinks Fauci should be drugged in front of the c- c- committee come January when Republicans take over. I mean, a lot of them a lot of them are saying that though. A lot of them are saying that. I am hearing a lot of them saying that we're going we're to hold Fauci accountable in January. If we win, we're going to have hearings. That I hear. That's great. You only need to say that once because what people with independents also don't want, and this is how you win elections with independents, they also don't want like this vendetta thing. So they don't want you constantly talking about, I'm going I'm to put Fauci in jail in January. Independents don't want to hear that. What they do need to hear is how wrong Republicans were. Now, look, look at Kathy Hochul. Here's a case in point. Kathy Hochul in New York sees Lee Zeldin on her ass, which is shocking. This would be an earthquake. They talk about Newsom losing. That's never going to happen. But if Kathy Hochul, if a Democrat in the era of Trump in 2022 with Trump derangement syndrome loses, if a Republican can win in New York, that's huge. It's seismic. And he is on her ass now. He's within single digits in the polls. So what does she do? She ends the, New York, the, she ends the transportation mask mandate, okay? What does she do? She ends the state of emergency today. She's doing all this because the election is 55 days away. So what does that tell me? And what should that tell Republicans? Well, if she wins, she'll put it back. If Democrats win, they will put these things back. They will bring mandates back for the fall. They'll bring mandates back for the flu. They'll bring back lockdowns. They'll bring back masks. That's what they're going to do if they win. They've already served notice that they will do this; that they believe this is the righteous way. So, if they, the only reason why they're dropping it now is because the elections in less than two months, and they're afraid of losing. Once they win, they'll be emboldened; they don't got to worry about running two, four, six years. They won't have to worry about it. Why aren't Republicans pointing this out? Kathy Hochul dropped this today. Two months from now, she'll bring it back if she wins again. Vote for her if you want her to bring those things back again. I once again, I don't, I. I understand what you're saying about the military industrial complex, about big pharma. I still don't get it. I mean, they want to win. You still, they, they're running to win, right? Run, they want power, they want the money, they want to win. So you got to win the election. And I, the door is so open there to pretty much tell people, and this is not using scare tactics. We see what's happened, we have the receipts. We know what Democrats did, they will do it again. It's very simple. If I'm running, that's all I'm talking about. I'm not even talking about the economy much. I'm saying it's very simple, Mr. and Mrs. Voter. If you want lockdowns again, if you want mask mandates again, if you want more forced vaccines and vaccine passports in the future with each each new booster, vote for the Democrat. Absolutely, you should. But if you don't want those things, you got to vote for me. It's so fucking simple. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: I would just say there it's hard for them because they don't have those goals. That ambition is just not there. Like the right what what makes somebody want to go out and do run for the right reasons and whatnot. It's having a good heart and soul, like having a good moral compass. If those things are lacking, then this is how people
0: are going to behave. Well, look, all I can say is I can only assume that they don't want to win as bad as I want them to win. I mean, to me, this is an, an easy thing to do. I mean, once again, DeSantis is doing it. And DeSantis doesn't, doesn't even have to worry about losing, and he's still doing it. So it's I, – I don't – why not follow the guy who's basically the de facto right now, DeSantis? I, I, I know some people will say it's Trump. I don't believe that. DeSantis is in office. Trump is not. DeSantis is a governor of 22 million people. Trump is not. To me, the de facto leader of the, of the Republican Party at this moment is Ron DeSantis. And he's leading every day. He's, he's he's showing, he's giving them a blueprint. Say as I say, do as I do, and you're more likely to win than lose. And I, I just don't, they're not following him. And they're not. You know, DeSantis isn't afraid of Big Pharma. He's the governor of Florida. What's Agreed. Yeah.
1: Um, but there is... Um we We do have our pockets of resistance here and there, um, and it doesn't exactly threaten the system because they know that there's a good solid mass of brainwashed people who will get triggered and vote with their emotions versus voting with and for good moral solid people that want what's best so maybe uh. You know, I would say they have different definitions of winning. That's why it's not lining up with our definition. Because their definition of winning is making bank, having a good career, getting invited to parties, probably. I would call it AOC syndrome. (laughs) AOC
0: syndrome. I like that. That's a a new syndrome. We've got Trump derangement syndrome. Now we've got AOC syndrome.
1: Yeah. Where were you were you run on fighting and saying all the good things, but then as soon as you get one foot in that warm pool of money, then
0: suddenly Nancy Pelosi becomes Mama Bear. Of course. Of course. Well, you know, look, the fact of the matter is Nancy Pelosi bullies people. I mean, she bull- especially the young progressives who come into that caucus there. She pretty much you know, bullies them and threatens to put all of the power behind primarying them and their opponents if they don't do as they're told. You won't hear that publicly, but that's what she'll say to them privately. And so as soon as that, you know, they get in there thinking, I'm going to go after this Pelosi. I hate this Pelosi. And then she talks to them. She gets them together, or she gets them on the side and says, if you don't play the right, if you don't play what I believe is fairly, I will use all of my power that I've accumulated over the last three decades in this office, and you will not win re-election. You will lose, because I will. we will come up with a primary a, a candidate to oppose you, and we'll give them millions and millions of dollars, and you won't be able to compete, and you'll lose. This is what she tells them in so many words. It might even be those exact words. So they get frightened. Uh, look, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not excusing. All right? I'm not excusing it. I'm not excusing it, um, but that's what that's what happens. That's why they, they learn very quickly to, to, to they very they learn very quickly to defer to her if they want a long career. At least gives
1: she's yeah. a brand new angle of the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> well, to round you, it all out.
0: There like, you go. Exactly.
1: If that wasn't enough, just watch this short video real quick before you go.
0: Right. Right. But you know, it's it it's just not, you know, and I'm sure she says to them, you know, running your campaign for the first time trying to win. Ah, oh, yeah, I understand. You have to say negative things about me to get votes and win, and you've done that now. And now you're in. And if you want to stay in, you'll shut, you'll shut up you, you won't you won't be badmouthing me anymore because they don't, right? Think about it. They all badmouth her to, in order to win, right? They all did. All of them. Mm-hmm. Talib, Omar, AOC, they all denounced how awful Nancy Pelosi was in order to win those Democratic seats in those places where they're very strongly Democrats, but they, they're progressive. They don't like Pelosi anymore. But once they get in, she says, now you're in here. You're not doing this to me anymore. You're not going on MSNBC. You're not going on CNN and, and, and bad mouthing me, the great Nancy Pelosi. That's not the way it works here. I will make your life miserable if you yeah do that.
1: she'll make she'll make that 175k salary disappear like that's just the first sure. start right off the bat yeah like yeah. she'll yeah. i bet she waits like a, two weeks like a debt collector she'll wait two weeks for them to get their first paycheck and then she'll be like oh you like that
0: well stop talking shit about me and it'll stay yeah i mean there's a lot there's a lot you can do look the way she fined remember she was for a while there. she was finding republicans who wouldn't wear masks remember that she was doing that she was actually fine. She can do whatever she wants. That's the problem. She can just say, okay, there's a thousand dollar fine if you don't wear a mask on the house floor. And she did it. She did it. So she has the power to really fuck you up, you know, mm-hmm. if she wants to being the speaker of the house and having all the connections she has. So I don't, I, I'm not totally excusing it, but I understand why once they get in, they don't badmouth mama bear anymore. That, that, that I, that I get,
1: that but I get. I'm saying, I'm saying these people who aren't fighting as hard as they should be. Right like their their goal, their definition of winning is not getting in and doing the right for people. their definition of winning is getting one foot in the money in the money pool, so they don't necessarily have to win to get in the money pool. all they have to do is get on a stage and signal that they're submissive cucks, and checks will start flowing in one way or the other from someone,
0: yeah. Yeah. You know, over, you had, you had me and a couple of people looking up your name over the weekend, by the way. So we were thinking about you and we're like, what's the definition of ouvre?" And, uh, and, uh, it has to do with, uh, basically like uh, artistry, isn't it? It's like an art artsy thing. Yeah.
2: From, yeah, yeah. Uh, the,
0: um, like have... An artist's work, right? An artist's work, an artist's work, their collection, their ouvre, right? Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Like a, like a portfolio, but of a lifetime
1: like a whole boss worth of work like right all of all of an artist's work is considered their French word ouver. right like exactly a life's work. so that's kind of um, I don't know if you've checked out the links of my profile yet um, but basically I am trying to move some art for some good causes and there yeah I just really appreciate it if you check
0: that out. Oh, okay. So you go into your profile on here, and you have links where you're going, where you're selling art work. Is that is that right?
1: Uh, well, I have a link to an Instagram page, which gives details like about like a little ideas about the project and whatnot. And then there's links to the actual artwork on the Instagram page. But for just some info and some previews about what's what's what, yeah, that's on my Instagram page. Uh, but for the three of us that are here, if I could say a minute about it, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, Well, basically, uh, I was sitting one night and just, you know, thinking about all the issues and things that I had personally going on in my life um, and trying to just get an idea of how much more money I needed to make. And I just at, at that same moment, I was like, wait, I'm not the person who needs the most money right now. So I started thinking about. Julian Assange, a couple of other activists that are out here and have millions of dollars worth of cases that they need to fight and money needs to be raised for them and all that. So I just started totaling it up in my head and came up with some magic numbers and dug up some old artwork and posted it for sale. And it's gonna, if the sales do go through, I will use the money to fund some pretty prominent legal defenses going on in the country and whoever buys it will obtain a world record for the most expensive photograph sale ever.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's a great cause. That's fantastic.
1: Yeah. I mean. and, and mainly it's, um, I don't know if you know anything about the art industrial complex. A lot of people don't. Um, it's really gross. It's like Hollywood on steroids. Yeah. So essentially, uh, part of my whole, sales pitch about this project is to disrupt all that um before i launched this project the only way anybody would have any kind of chance of getting invited to some sort of auction where something like this would be taking place to win a world record like that Mm -hmm. you'd have to go to a lot of penthouse parties where you have to suck a bunch of baby blood and you know yeah appeal to hillary clinton and then get an invite (laughs) <laughs> and then you have an opportunity to get a world record like this right, right so i've disrupted that by essentially putting something for sale that um exceeds all their records it just it's just going to take uh me getting out there telling the right people about it
0: good thank you for letting me do that by the way just now no fantastic uh, fantastic it's a great idea and I, i'm glad you're doing it for a for uh, for a good cause Absolutely. So everyone take a look, go into take a look at the links and uh, see if there's any kind of uh, artwork. Um, now, is this, is this, is this in general, very expensive stuff? Can most people afford it or is it, is it high end? So
1: it's the world record stuff is um, the previous world record for the most expensive photograph sale is about $4.7 million. Yeah. Uh And like I was saying, I wasn't specifically looking to come up with any world record breaking um, numbers the night I was thinking about it. I was actually like in a really dark place when I was thinking about it, you know, thinking about my own life and my problems and then other people's problems and just came up with numbers out of my ass. And that ended up having those numbers ended up beating those. So that's what's for sale um, on my page. Uh, my producer has, who's hosting the work, um, who made that website for me and all that, has other artwork in more affordable ranges, let's say.
0: <laughs> wow. This is some so this is some big-time money we're talking about.
1: Yes. And um, I also have two referral spots. Um, so, essentially, if um, you tell somebody about it and they end up buying it, then there's either... 10% or 5% in it for you as a referral credit.
0: So the... Oh, now you're talking, man. Now you're talking. Hey, I, I, I have a little bit of uh, business think of, what I can think of what I can do with this podcast. Think of what <laughs> I can do with this. I can take this to Vegas, baby.
1: Come yeah. Um, so basically, um, if, if anybody... Well, everybody has the freedom to talk, but um, the buyer will... Uh, Basically, mention can mention up to two referrals. So basically, they'll say, Oh, I heard about it from somebody, and I heard about it from, and that person will say they heard it from someone. So if there's two people, then there's 5% for each of them. If it's just a direct, like let's say you know a billionaire, Mike, and your billionaire friend buys it. Wait a minute. minute.
0: I get that, but I can, so I have this podcast, right? So I could say, (laughs) Just mention Mike Achopoli's podcast, and I get 10%. Yeah, if that's the only one
1: yeah that's the only referral right like if because it was direct i told you about it and then someone you told about it so there's just one right one person referral
0: look at that then
1: you get 10 percent, and if there's two then five and five wow and the world record is for i believe well it's it's sold in crypto so a couple of months ago crypto was really booming and the price was almost double the artwork was almost worth 20 million dollars so, wow. if it would have sold then, when crypto was at its peak, right? Then, then there would have been two million dollars available for referrals.
0: Holy crap!
1: Yeah, um, but right now the the price kind of stabilized again. So, I think the price is about eleven million dollars for world rec- for the record breaking artwork. Puts e- about one point one million in referrals. So, five hundred k if there's two, or one point one if. A friend of yours buys it, right? <laughs> Just yeah, correct.
0: yeah. I do know a couple of wealthy people, not many, but I do, I do know, I do know some wealthy people into art, so I'll definitely point them your way. And and see the whole and there's a lot of,
1: especially um, in newer generations, that not not only completely do not want anything to do with all that disgusting stuff I was talking about. Um, they're also completely oblivious but then because of how accessible stock market trading and all these things have become, there's, I've met um, 14 year olds with tens of millions of dollars. Yeah. I know it's, it's weird. Like it's, and, but they don't have any idea and they will like, they love this kind of stuff, these ideas, right? Like where you don't have to do anything gross to get a world
0: record. (laughs) Yeah. And, and and like you said, you're, you're giving money to great, causes and charities sets so on top of that. It's not just going in your pocket. I mean, that's fantastic. You know?
1: Yeah. Almost, I, I don't want almost any of it to come back to my pocket because, um, what I will use, whatever's left over, um, whether it's a couple of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever it is, I'm getting off the grid. <laughs> with
0: Whoever wants to come with me. No, oh, interesting. It's great. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't, I don't blame you. I really don't. yeah um
1: because why would i why would i whenever i was thinking about like how much money do i need to fix my problems it's like do i want to have enough money to just like make the problem go away or should i think about what do i need to do to permanently fix my problems Mm -hmm. right so whenever i was thinking about it it was just like oh i got to get my car fixed i got to um do some home repairs and things like that and it's just like I got to do home repairs cause I live in a, you know, in an urban area, like this, the repairs that I needed and the type of car that I needed to maintain. It was just a whole bunch of yeah. first world urban problems. And if I'm going to dream big and try to do something big, like, um, this is like basically me putting all my, like putting a big bed out there cause this is all my artwork that I have. It's all posted now, like looking for a new home. So I'm then- just,
0: like, if I'm gonna if, if you do bag well, you can afford an electric car. That's great. You see, you make yeah. a lot of money, can afford one electric car. That's that's good. You'll be you'll be one of the few in the country who can afford an electric car. Well, all right, so go to it, it profile in here. Is there anywhere else they can go? Is there any website, or is it just a profile through call in here?
1: Yeah, just the profile, the Instagram profile that I have on this page. We'll oh, okay, it goes to your Instagram.
0: Some, okay, yeah, okay. we'll
1: just take you to some general info. Yes. And then that will have the link to the actual artwork if you're further right. interested. But right. I have some, just some screenshots of, you know, just some general info about what it is. I I wrote a little paragraph about um, subverting the art industrial complex. So it's just some general. And, and then to- I've mean, got this on my show. Oh,
0: don't forget <laughs> that. Don't forget that very important element to this whole thing. Understand? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Hey, Thanks for calling. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the the uh, Desantis clip now. Love your show, brother. Keep it up. All right. Thanks. Good luck with the artwork. Okay. Great. All right. So there you go. There you go. You can you can uh, if you have the you, you can give money is gonna go to a good charity, good cause, and of course the charity of um, Let's Be Heard also, which is also a good charity, I think. All right. So uh, let's see. Let me let me cue this up. Let me cue this up. The Desantis thing. I just had it. This damn phone. Does anyone have the Samsung phone where you have to put your fingerprint on it, and then it doesn't recognize your fingerprint? And if your finger's wet, it says, oh, sorry, your finger's wet. Come on. Oh, here it is. Here it is.
2: Well,
3: I think the interesting thing over the last couple years is you had people that kept wanting to lock people down. I was one of the few in this country that lifted people up. protected people's freedoms, jobs, businesses. We made sure kids could be in in school. And we liberated 22 million Floridians from local mandates and restrictions. We protected them against VAX mandates so that they could keep working without having that. And I would note, you go back to the summer of 2020, I got a letter from every Democrat member of the U.S. House Saying you need to shut down Florida in July of 2020. If we had done that, what they had wanted to do, uh, this state would be in the toilet right now. We made the right decision by keeping the state open. So I think. So I think the people that are dictatorial are the ones that want to lock you down. I think the people are dictatorial, the ones that wanted to lock kids out of school for a year, which all of them wanted to do here in Florida, and I stopped it and made sure the kids could be in school. I think it's i think it's dictatorial to say that someone should lose their job based on their choice about whether to get a COVID shot or not. So that's just the reality, and the reason... And the reason why we're setting tourism records, the reason why we're the number one state for net in migration is because people understand, you know, we've stood for freedom.
0: So there is the blueprint, all right. There's a blueprint. He's giving the Republicans to win. He just said in July of 2020, the Democrats in his state sent him a letter saying, you got to shut down. Everyone's going to die. you got to shut down. The shutting down in California, the shutting down in New York, we need to shut down here. And if he had done that, he would be in the state that New York's in, and California's in, and San Francisco's in, and New York City's in, and Los Angeles is in, which is urban dystopia now, which is urban dystopia, which is lost tourism, which is small businesses closed. And he didn't do it. There is the blueprint. He's telling Democrat, Republicans running, this is what Democrats did, and this is what they wanted to do here. We didn't do it here. And look at the result, okay? Okay. He's giving it to them on a platter. He's giving winning this election on a platter. And it simply needs to be stated in those terms. If Democrats win, they will be emboldened to do all this stuff again, and maybe even worse, maybe even more of a full total lockdown. Maybe you'll need to get every single booster in order to live your life and go to a, go to a show or get a job. He's got to tell them this. Do you want your kids... This fall, winter, next spring, whatever, to be withheld, not be able to go to school again or have to wear masks again. This is what the Democrats will do to you and your family if they win. <laughs> it's so simple. It drives me crazy. Why should the guy with the stupid little podcast know what to do? And these people running don't know what the fuck to do. They've got millions to run ads like this. Run ads like DeSantis runs. Driving me Crazy. There's another guy who drives me crazy.
2: Daniel, what's up? Hey, hey. I totally agree with you, Mike, um with respect to the path that uh, DeSantis is has shown everyone to success, um I think it could be clearer. Um I'm also a little bit uh miffed at um the talking heads uh on uh Fox and, and elsewhere on the right side of the spectrum that um are that it don't emphasize um, what happened the last two and a half years uh, enough. Um, too many of them are kind of saying, "Ah, oh, it's over, when it's not really over. And uh, the damage isn't going to be over for a very, very long time. I, I hope you um, were able to watch that recent talk that Scott Atlas, Dr. Atlas gave, About the um, repercussions of just the lockdown portion. I haven't heard. I haven't heard that one yet, but I've heard
0: him before. But I will listen to that.
2: I will listen. You should. You should listen to it. It is so eye-opening. He talks about the many, many, many repercussions um, uh, of this lockdown. Some of the most heartbreaking parts of it are are the um, um, uh, mental problems, uh, uh, emotional problems that children have been having. We're, we're talking about treatment levels that have that are about 10 to 20 times higher than what they were pre-2020. I mean, kids being treated for anxiety disorders on a level that is 10 to 20 times higher than it was pre-2020. I mean, this is this is insane numbers. But you, got, you really should listen to it. It's it's only about this. Um, well, I, I will listen
0: to it. I'll listen to it, but this idea of like, okay, people are thinking it's over. People running for office thinking, okay, we're past this now is, is idiotic because they're pushing more and more boosters. They're talking about one arm for the flu, one arm for the... They're insane, these people. They're talking about vaccines now, like Fauci, vaccines. <clears throat> I'm not. Even, let's not call it a vaccine. I don't know what I want, an injection every other month now, every two months. So they're not ending this. They're not. And if there's another wave of any type, they'll say, oh, it's because people didn't get the sixth booster. Unless you get, if you're in New York or San Francisco or LA or blah, blah, blah and you didn't get that sixth booster and don't have the proof, you can't go out, you can't go to rest. They're going do the same shit over and over again unless they're not in office to do it. I don't get it. The blueprint is there. The reason why someone like Kathy Hochul is in the state of emergency and the masks 55 days before an election is because the election's in 55 days. It's obvious. She's afraid of losing. So if she wins, she won't have to worry about that anymore. And she'll bring that stuff back.
2: I, I, it, it, I totally it, it's agree. maddening it's, to me. It's maddening. I totally agree with, with your analysis. Um, and she would bring it back to, to some extent. Um, whether she brings it back or not, to me, is almost irrelevant. The damage that they did, especially from lockdown and what they did to masking children and what they did to children's education, which lasted much longer than the lockdown for the rest of us. I mean, we're talking a two years of kids' lives spent on Zoom getting their education. What they, the damage that they caused to this world, not just their country, but this world, and which is going to last for generations, was enormous. People think that people want to tell themselves at this point that it's over. It isn't over. It's not over when it comes to the damage that was done. And that is something that I think even DeSantis needs to be emphasizing, is that tremendous damage was done. These people need to be held responsible. Not just DeSantis saying things like, you know, uh, I I kept things open, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and and, um, telling us what he did right. He has to be telling us how justice is going to be served as well. Well,
0: I agree with you. I, I do agree with you. But I, I, think, I think that the, the, the problem is, is that justice can't be served if Republicans don't even want to talk about this anymore, right? I mean, it's going to be forgotten. It's all going to be forgotten is the problem. And that's another problem. Hope, look, look Daniel, that's another problem. If Republicans win and just drop it, they're fucked also. They're wrong also.
2: Yes, yes, and, and I hope that's not the case. Um, what I hope is going on is that, um, that there are Republicans out there that are watching a few key cases um, in, in courts um, and elections and are saying uh, they're waiting to strike with respect to COVID repercussions and what it's done to our country and world um, for, a few, few key price, for a few key pieces to fall into place, and then, and then they will strike. That's what I'm hoping. I, I hope I, I, I hope I'm right, um, and and they do um, strike with respect to the COVID issue because this is a huge issue. What it did to schooling, what it did to the economy is huge for everybody. When people talk about the economy and inflation being the biggest issue, well, yeah, but that was entirely due to COVID policy. Inflation entirely due to COVID policy. That our GDP fall off entirely due to COVID policy. Right. Our productivity rate fall off entirely due to COVID policy. I mean, what's happened to our children's education entirely due to COVID policy, not COVID, COVID policy.
0: And if you want to, it's the Academy on YouTube, it's the Academy for Science and Freedom Colloquium. From Hillsdale College, that's Hillsdale yeah. College, and you go on there, and this uh, is a talk between. What is it? You got uh, Jay Bhattacharya, and you got Scott Atlas, you got Malton, Martin Martin Coldorf, you got a bunch of them on there. So, yeah.
2: okay. and, and if you don't have a lot of time, just listen to the first talk, of Atlas's talk, because he kind of um, he, he he summarizes what uh, Jay and Coldorf um, um, are going to say as well you know, to some degree. So um, it's. If 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 you have limited time, just listen to Dr. talk. He sums up what this did, ju- just the lockdown portion of it, what this did to our society and, and our world. Um, and and uh, it's it's really should be required listening for every human being on this planet.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I totally agree. And this is from. By
2: the way, I want to say you got some great callers, man. The, the, your, your caller, uh Au revoir, um, Hey, Elshin. Is- yeah, I really appreciate listening to uh, And speaking to of, you know,
0: Daniel, you, I know you were uh, you you're considering, you know, you got maybe some money coming in. You never know. You might have some extra money. You might want to go check out some artwork, Daniel.
2: You might want to check out some I, art. I, I just I, I, uh, clicked uh, on uh, <laughs> a little uh, icon here, and got over to some page, I think it was called something like OpenSea or whatever, and, and saw some of his photographs, and um, um. I, I i don't know how, how old old revoir is. I get the, the, the sense that he may be you know like half of my age that um and, and he was talking about some of his worries in life and everything i just I just wanted to, to send a um a um chins up uh, message to him that um life isn't all about money and um and when you get to my age i'm sixty five years old sometimes you realize that you you, you wasted a lot of your life making money. And um, and then you continue to do it, and it becomes habitual um, until your life is gone. So good for you for um, for. not so depressing Doing, yeah. not that doing bad. something as, as meaningful as artwork, um, good for you.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I think it's a great idea. I really do. And and you know, no one even talks about Assange anymore. Really, is it? No one even remember how big that was for a while, especially when the during the Hillary Trump. Campaign in 2016, it was friggin' huge, huge Assange, Julian Assange, Julian Assange. Then the whole Trump, you know, what he was in office, they he gonna pardon him, is he gonna pardon him. Him and Snowden, him and Snowden were in the media all the time. It shows it. This, this like <clears throat> short attention span theater in this country, right? Where something is so big for so long, and sometimes it's very important, and then just goes away. Now the issue doesn't go away, the person didn't go away, but the news media decided. Eh, we're tired of that now, right? Like the next week, queen, 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 queen. They're not going to be able to talk about anything but the queen, right? That's all. That's all to be able to talk about for the next friggin' week. It's amazing to me. It really, it really well, is.
2: Yeah. Not everything goes away. I mean, uh, we still have the repercussions of 9-11, and people talk about 9-11 every year, including um, just yesterday. Yeah. lot to talk about that. And people live with the repercussions. But every time you get on an airplane, um, you, you, know, you have your shoes checked. You know you can't bring shampoo on. Well, um, let me tell you something. Not, I'm gonna... not everything is forgotten. That's all I to want. I mean, we, we have short attention spans, but
0: yeah, yeah. But after <laughs> I watched, I made the mistake last night of like at five in the morning, just as I'm trying to go to sleep. I made the mistake of going through my. uh uh, Alexa, the Amazon, she's going to wake up now since I said her name, but uh, the the Fire Cube, and I'm looking at all these different apps and everything, and I, I came upon the Hulu app and the ABC, I think this, you, you can get this, it's a 9-11 series, it's a documentary series, it's like six parts, and I think you can get it on uh, Amaz- uh, um, uh, so ABC, the ABC app, just ABC TV app, or you can also get it on the Hulu app, or the Smithsonian app, and I think you can watch it for free on on the uh, ABC and Smithsonian with some ads, but it's a six part series on nine eleven It's a documentary and it was just made like last year and the footage they have is incredible i mean the the, the footage they've compiled is is just insane. It starts out with and I, I just watched the first half hour because I, I couldn't watch anymore. I would have nightmares but it starts out with um they're following a fire chief on the morning of nine eleven this is like from six six thirty in the morning they they were just following him a, a tv crew or someone with a camera was following him as they they had some report something that happens all the time in the city of maybe a gas leak so they show them going out in the morning it's like six thirty seven in the morning the sun's just coming up and they're going to the grates and they're putting their little device in there to see if there's some gas coming out of the grates in the in the ground and you know in the uh in the streets and they're just talking and walking around and doing their usual fireman thing and all of a sudden Holy shit. You know, it's it's times going by and they're doing interviews with the chief and some firemen and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden time goes by and you see a shot, a shot of the fireman ducking because he hears an airplane, which I guess, you know, because it was so fucking low, it was so loud. And on this camera that just happened to be positioned the right place at the right time, they were like 10 blocks in the World Trade Center. You see the first plane go into the tower, and they immediately are all shocked, and they, they jump into action, and they head down to the World Trade Center. And that's as far as I got was they were going into the World Trade Center as all debris flying around. And uh, it, it, the, the kind of footage they got, the first hand stuff they got, I've never seen this stuff before. And I'm only in the first half hour of this uh, six-part series. So I'll talk more about it after I watch the whole thing. But wow. it's, a, it's, it's tough going. It's, it's very tough going. It's not easy yeah. viewing. But uh, it's a 9-11. I forgot the whole name. But I think it's 9-11 the day it happened or 9-11 all in one day. It's something like that. And it's on Hulu, uh, ABC and the Smithsonian uh, app. So I think maybe people can watch it along with me. I'll, I'll be watching over the next week or so, and then I'll talk more about it. But my goodness, this is like, woof, tough stuff. It really yeah. is.
2: yeah. And, and, and Americans didn't forget a Bush um, Linus into a war and Americans didn't forget the um, housing bubble, inflating and um, bailing out um, the mortgage industry and banking industry. Um, There's a lot that, um, you know, we do have short pension spans, but um, we don't forget everything. And we do hold people responsible, at least voting, voting wise. I mean, one of the big, big reasons Trump won is because, you know, he was very much, um, at least when he was running, was very much um, um, telling the, uh, everybody that he thought um, the invasion of Iraq was a huge, giant mistake, and, yeah. and he was right. I of I Wish, he, he I wish, I wish there would have been a lot more people that um, in uh, March of two thousand and three that were saying that back then. But unfortunately, um, people are easily led and misled. But um, yeah, he. Uh, so, so born of that memory of of uh, this. Uh, lying about WMDs and lying us into an invasion of a country um, born of that was the the Trump presidency in part it is it, it, a huge consequence in that, um, they, that well it, and, the, and the
0: Cheney president. and the Cheney Republican establishment hatred of Trump because he <laughs> criticized the war in their administration many many times throughout their eight years and they don't didn't even forget they never forgot that
2: so, so you can have somebody as well connected as as Cheney and Bush's and um and they still can't win election, Jack Deb still couldn't win election because no. because Americans do remember, and Americans do vote, and, right. um, and they voted Trump in, and they mm-hmm. voted in, despite the fact that the Cheneys of this world hated trump, trump won
0: and might win so, again so,
2: so, so, yeah. <laughs> not over so, the story I hope, be- I hope not i hope it's I hope it's DeSantis. um sure, me um, too and um yeah, I hope it's somebody that's um um, got, got those morals that or is talking about and, um, and, um, principles and, um, can just see his way to doing the right thing. Now. Anyway, I wanna, yeah. I'm give a
0: little, yes. I, 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 I I'm going to give a little hint into, to be tomorrow. i I want to read a little bit of a, uh, I don't know how many people follow Vinay Prasad, but he's another good doctor on, on Twitter. He's been, uh, on our side. And Vinay Prasad wrote, um, a Substack, and it's titled the current cast of characters, uh, including Walensky, Fauci, so on and so forth. And others are simply not good at thinking about medical evidence and policy. They must be replaced. If the administration wants to turn around COVID that's by Vinay Prasad. And he's on Twitter at V P R A S A D M D M P H Vinay Prasad. And I'll read that tomorrow. And we'll talk – we'll read a little bit of his uh, Substack. I should read more Substacks because they're really good. That's where you get like real news, you know, not the fake news, the, re- the real news uh, from people on Substack like uh, Alex Berenson and Vinay Prasad and so on and so forth, um, uh, Glenn Greenwald. So I'll, I'll read that. I mean, let me save that. So I'll read that tomorrow um, because like I said, as much as Democrats and Republicans might want people to believe this is all over – it's not even close to being over now. What the monkey pox and They're talking about uh, uh, polio emergencies in New York because they're finding polio in the water everywhere. So this this will continue. Vlad, I'll get. I, I was going to end the show, but you can come on. I want you to. I know Vlad wants to talk. I've been seeing Vlad walk. How you doing, Vlad? What's going on? Doing good, man. Good to hear you. What's up?
4: Nah, not, not much. I was just a little bit sad that they kind of threw nine eleven under the bus. And, uh, you know, they, they're they misusing, they're trying to tie Trump's uh, MAGA with that, which, you know, is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I remember every year there was some respect and remembrance
0: for 9 11.
4: Now it's like not even mentioned anywhere.
0: 9 11? Yeah, well, Fox, Fox did a whole day on 9 11.
4: Yeah, but I didn't see the other channels get into it. They mentioned it, but other than maybe
0: at the, the ground zero. Uh, you know, I, I think um, let me give you two minds of this. I'm on the two minds of this 9/11 thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, last year was the 20th anniversary, right? That's a biggie, right? 20 years. Yeah. It was covered pretty well, right? Um, yeah. This is 21. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if we should be doing this. If we need wall to wall coverage every 9/11 until you know the year 2572, I don't think we need to be doing this on the 875th anniversary of 9/11. I mean. There are a lot of moments in it. JFK assassination is a big moment, right? We don't mm-hmm. talk about that. We don't, yes. we don't do a full 24 hours of news okay, every yeah, year yeah, on, on the anniversary yeah, of his assassination. What was, I'm saying is it's a very important thing, but where yeah. it should be taught is schools. Exactly. Kids need to know. You know, you know there are kids now who weren't even born and have no clue what it's about, um, no idea of its impact. And that's wrong. But they shouldn't have to get that from watching CNN. It should be taught in schools along with other wars and other major moments like the Kennedy assassination, other ma- major moments in this country's history. It needs to be taught in schools forever. I, I believe so. That's true. You're, you're right. And It's yeah, not, though. No. There, there's, there's no curriculum. There's, there's very little curriculum around 9-11. It's not really mandated in most school systems. And it should be. You know, Vlad... They want to talk about. They want to mandate like critical race theory. They want to tell a ten-year-old they're racist if they're white. They want to mandate, you know, uh, gender uh, g- gender change. They want yeah. to teach kindergartners about, you know, if you if you, if you want to be a, if you're a male you want to be female if you're female you want to be male. That's fine. Go ahead and go through with the operation next year. They, this is what they want to teach. I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. But they don't want to teach about 9/11. Come on, you're man.
4: Right. You're right, Mike. You're right. You're right. It's more important. For the children to be taught instead of all that other crap, transgendered hour and A, and, hey, are you glad? With the double A, D, are you
0: glad? exactly. Well, and that's how the memory of 9-11 lives on by teaching it, right? By teaching every generation about it. That's gotcha. the way we keep it going, which is the way we know about World War I and we know about World War II. We know about Hitler. We know about this. We know about that. We know about the New Deal. We know that we should know, be teaching our kids about 9-11. And, and as Daniel mentioned, we should be teaching our children that going into Iraq was wrong and had nothing to do with 9-11 and was a total travesty. That's yeah. what we should be teaching as well.
4: You're you're right, Mike. Yes, it's true. It was just I got so used to it, and you know, after 21 years, you know, you know, starting this year, like all great history, you know, starts dwindling down. But you, you're right. It's supposed to go to the textbook yeah. and by all the teachers that want to
0: teach about the horrors of 9/11, it should right. be taught to the students, you know. Yeah, yeah and, you're they, right. and 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 they should be. I know they do it already, but there needs to be more of it. It needs to be like schools going to the 9/11 museum, right? They should be uh-huh. taking kids to the 9-11 Museum. And all you need to do, let me tell you, have you been there yet, Vlad? To, to what museum? The 9-11 Museum. No, it, you know, I haven't gone to New York. I, that's you know, one, I, I understand. Be. But if you do, you should go there. Because let me tell you, mm-hmm. if you take one trip through the 9-11 Museum, you'll never forget 9-11. So any school that takes kids through the 9-11 Museum, those kids will never, ever forget 9-11. It's just—it's an incredible place. A couple of hours, two or three hours through there, and it'll be in your mind. You'll never forget about it.
4: Mike, I was going to ask you real quick, man. Uh, what do you think of all this? Not, not, And I'm not trying to question you if you're for it or not, but all this shit that's going on with the constant teaching of, all I hear in calling away from your show is all this Marxist socialist bullshit. <laughs> like, constantly bombarded. All pie in the sky bullshit of of, uh, mm. of socialism marxism leninism, communism it's like what the fuck? Like, you mean, the you you hear shows talking about that stuff is that what you mean yeah, like people are so into that shit uh, like wow. don't, like haven't you read there's
0: books on this shit because like, they was, they don't know what it, mean, it is they don't exactly. know what it is lad. they don't know what it really is that's the problem that's the problem look. Socialism is 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 pushed by a lot of people. People I know, like progressives, like Bernie Sanders, as this utopia of everyone is equal. Now it sounds great, doesn't that sound great? That sounds fantastic, Vlad. We're all equal. We don't have to worry about money or health care. We all we all have enough to have a live a good life, but we don't live high on the hog. There aren't billionaires and million. what well, you, you you do that well, right? Millionaires and billionaires. I like the way you do it.
3: <laughs> <Yeah. Exactly. laughs> you do it all the time.
0: Millionaires and billionaires. So. It sounds great. It feels so warm and fuzzy. But then, when you look at socialist government through time, they they didn't work out very well. In fact, uh, usually in socialist government, you know who have the mo- You know, who has all the money. The government. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're the ones that have all the money, and the people live like shit. So, it's it's not the utopia. In principle, in practice, not in principle, in practice, it's not a utopia. It's a disaster. It has been a disaster. It you know. will always be a disaster because, uh, the
4: ideology, that's what it was made for, to be a disaster. It gives you a false hope. In fact, it, it robs from Christianity, which gives you, you know, Christianity gives you a true, a true hope, you know, of an, an afterlife in Christ. Well, so for Car- the, the Marxists, what I noticed is they, 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 they counterfeited, you know, Karl Marx, he counterfeited a form of false Christianity by telling you you're going to have a utopia. Yet no country in the world that has practiced communism, socialism, Marxism.
0: Has ever uh, has ever arrived there? Nowhere. No you No, know? absolutely not. Of course not. And like I said, the people who arrive are the people who run those governments. They're the wealthy ones. They're the ones with five yeah. million shoes in the closet. And, you yeah. know, they're they're the, they're the ones that get wealthy, and the people, the peasants, get spit on. Come on, exactly. like, it also yeah. obviates you of individuality, and the individual. They, they themselves have. They they talk so
4: much about the classes. Yet they don't know that they themselves have a class. Exactly. There's the upper class, the ones the tyrants like Joseph Stalin, Lenin, right. and right. you know the right. ones that run. And then there's the bottom feeders, right. peasants. You know, exactly. They'll, they'll, they'll give you to eat, but whatever they
0: think you 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 need, not what you want. You know. And it's the it's the uh, ability to maybe gain some kind of wealth or power. In, in, the, in capitalism, which you don't have in socialism, that can put you at, a, at the even level or a higher level in government, such as having such as the millionaires and billionaires in this country. Mm-hmm. They are really the ones who can tell Biden, Pelosi, fuck off, fuck off. Yeah. And in, in socialist countries, no, no citizen can do that. No, exactly. citizen, no citizen can do that to the all powerful, wealthy government. But at least here, there is the ability to gain money on an individual basis and in power and influence where you can tell the politicians, you can do what I tell you to do, right? You're, you're not going to push me around. Uh, and is, is that kind of equalizing force that we do have at least the ability to gain here? you don't have the ability to get, look, there's problems with, with capitalism. Believe me, I've talked about them my, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're hardly a perfect better. system. I, I'd rather suffer under a
4: capitalist country than a damn communist country. I'd rather be in a free enterprise system where I could challenge those powers. I could voice my opinion yes. and, and, my, and my suggestion could be taken into, into consideration in a yes. free country like the United States, democratic, uh, federal republic, freedom-loving people, right? Whereas in a communist country, you're not allowed to do that. Though the, the worst, you know, if you, if, you, if you bother the government too much, you protest against them, they'll consider you a counter-revolutionary and, and then the- you end
0: up in a place like Siberia. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's those countries where the people aren't allowed to own guns, right? Aren't exactly. allowed to challenge the terror. Look what's happening in China with COVID, with the Chinese Communist party. We're locking you down. There's nothing you can do about it, baby. we be locking you okay. down in your apartment. And you will, mm-hmm. you'll come out for food when we say. You'll come out for water when we say. And it's not a damn thing you're going to do about it. Mike, I was going to ask you real quick. I know you're trying to close the show down. Go, go up, ahead, no
4: Regarding COVID, yeah. uh, is it over? Uh, they said they were going to say it was
0: over. Is it over? You're asking me? Yeah. No, of course not. I mean, COVID, COVID tyranny is not over. I, I I I've been over COVID, COVID, the, the 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 so-called disease, the so-called virus, for a long time. But the COVID policy, the COVID politics, is not over. Of course not. Not even close to being over. And that'll and look, look, there are people that want to make COVID policy flu policy now, right? There are places that are like, uh-huh. oh, we should wear masks for the flu. We must we must mandate flu shots. So it's never going to end. Now they, they've, now that they've served notice noticed, they're never going to. It's, it's power for them, man. It's power, and they're not going to give it up unless we take it away. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Mike. Uh, yeah, Thanks, to thanks you for calling, me. man. I always appreciate All it. Have a great night. You too. You too. All right, we're going to end there tomorrow. Like I said, more on uh, on the, uh, the 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 CDC and their need to be totally dismantled, revamped defunded, however we want to talk about it, and other stuff. This has been in Let's Be Heard. I'm Mike Cachopoli. Remember, always remember, vote Democrats out of office. 55 days or so away. Vote them out now. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you right back here tomorrow.